0: welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Today we're talking about season two, episode 16, The Rivals, and I cannot do this without my very special guest. Shannon Burns is the midday host of Virgin Radio an iHeart correspondent, and the co-host of Pop for Thought podcast. She is often found interviewing some of the biggest musical artists like Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, Miley Cyrus. She also brings the LGBTQ community together by hosting queer events around Toronto and using her platform to talk about LGBTQ issues. Hi, Shannon. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. This is so exciting. It's been a minute. We're like – we go way back, but we haven't like actually – Actually met.
1: I was thinking about that today. I was like – you feel like an old friend at this point, but we have never actually like physically met before. So it, it'll it happen. I
0: don't know how tall you Within are. the next
1: year, yeah. T- taller than you think. Every time I meet someone like that I know from online, the first thing that they say, they're like, wow, you're so much taller than I thought because I, I look short. I'm like low-key tall. Is how it's been described.
0: Okay, wait, because I'm like almost. I'm like, oh, okay. Tell me because I want (laughs) to. We'll see. We'll see when I meet you one day. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. I'm really, really excited to get into the episode, but before I do. What is your knowledge
1: of Three's Company? Okay. So I know – I I realized that this was my first time actually watching Three's Company. I thought that I'd seen it before, but I think I've only ever heard it like referenced in pop culture and have been aware of what the show is and like I was a fan of John Ritter and things like that. So I knew of the show, but had never seen it before. So this was this is the first time for me.
0: Wow. Okay. I love popping Three's Company cherries. These right? are like the best guests. <laughs> So, okay, let's just get into the episode, and we'll we'll share our thoughts. We start off the episode in the Roper's apartment. Mrs. Roper is reading these old love letters from Mr. Roper, and Shannon, I don't know if you realize, but they don't really have, like, the most affectionate marriage. I don't know. I don't know if you caught <laughs> on to that.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely noticed right away. I was like, this is the type – you can tell that this is just, like, the ongoing thing that happens with them throughout the whole thing, right?
0: exactly okay yeah that's what they're there for and those are all their jokes just jokes like that there has never been like a mention of what their relationship was like when they were like younger so Mm. it's weird to even hear these letters that he's writing like i cannot imagine mr roper being affectionate so that was kind of weird for me but also can we talk about mrs roper's moo moo because i'm very into it (laughs) like i was really it's like something you get at zara
1: yeah absolutely. yeah. I mean, she she seems like she like knows her style and just like rocks it and is very confident in what she wears. But yeah,
0: absolutely. Mr. Oprah comes home and she's like reading these love
1: letters, and she she gives him one to read. and he's like, this is disgusting, and I think this goes into like the whole like boomer humor that we kind of describe it as nowadays, where it's like um a husband hates his wife and is miserable, and like, I don't know, she kind of treats him like a mother, so then he's just complaining all the time about her. So that just seems like what this dynamic is. Where in this day and age, I feel like people – nowadays it would just be like, you just get a divorce. Like, what are you doing? Right?
0: Exactly. I feel like you can't even – even though they're an older couple, I feel like you can't even like write a couple like that anymore because it wouldn't no. make sense.
1: Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. You can definitely – like right away, this is one of those things where I was like, okay, this is very – you can tell this is from the 70s.
0: Janet passes through because the door's open and Mrs. Roper's like, oh my God, can I stay with you guys for the night because we're painting our apartment and the fumes make her feel sick? Sure. I guess that's like a smart way yeah, to like course. set that up for later. <laughs> and she's like, sure, but I have like someone coming over. And then we learn that she has this like potential client. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts
1: on the show? The overall vibe? It's very much like a classic sitcom, but I did enjoy it. Like I wasn't sure if it would be something that I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch a thing and get through it. But I, it, was, it was very pleasant to watch. It was very easy to watch and you really catch on – right away. Having this be like midway through a season and it being the first time that I watched it, um, I was like, oh, you, you already know everyone's dynamic. You understand how it works. You're like, okay, these three single people are living together for whatever reason. And then this couple who, they're the landlords, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Janet, Helen, and Stanley. So Mm -hmm. they live nearby. So then that gives that dynamic. Yeah. So it's it's very easy to watch.
0: Okay, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you're liking it or you liked it so far. So she's asking Jack and Chrissy for help because she doesn't – she doesn't want to be alone with this, like, old businessman who's coming. There's this line that Jack has. He's like, I have a date with sexy Debbie tonight.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I know I have a lot of questions about John Ritter's character. What's his name, Jack?
0: Jack, please ask all the questions.
1: Okay, so like he, well I just I feel like I need to go back and watch more episodes because for anyone who's a fan, as I'm sure a lot of people listening are, does is it implied that he like wants to sleep with his roommates or is it just like very platonic? Because I know there's like a lot of like sexual innuendos and things, but yeah, what's the what's that dynamic?
0: Great question. So actually, something that is not touched on in this episode, but is a part of, like, you would say the elevator pitch of the show. Okay. Jack meets Janet and Chrissy in episode one. They need a roommate. He needs a place to stay. They're like, great. Why don't you live with us? The Ropers are, like, conservative and are like, no. Mm. So Janet is like, he's gay. Oh. So he has to, like, pretend to be gay when he's with the Ropers, and that's kind of, like, the elevator pitch. I mean, definitely couldn't happen now. But. So that's something that like stays
1: throughout the show?
0: Throughout the show, yeah. Okay, because
1: there was a – I literally wrote in my notes, I'm like, is he maybe gay? Like why do I think – why is he giving gay vibes at certain points? But that makes so much sense. Okay, thank you.
0: Well, that's funny because someone else said that in a previous episode. He only pretends to be gay when he's like with Mr. Roper. Right. He's not pretending to be gay when he's with the two girls. So yeah. it's very much like Jack's character is – Very horny, as you can see. But also, he's like a nice guy. Like, you know he wouldn't actually do anything. It's all Mm -hmm. talk.
1: Okay, gotcha. I wasn't sure if it was one of those things where he like – tried to and then they just denied him enough times that he like doesn't anymore or if that or if they made it a storyline that he did at one point like sleep with one of them or something but okay that's good to know I do have a ship on this show I'm gonna right. I'm gonna let you we'll I'll ask you at the yeah end who
0: you think I ship but okay so Janet's begging Jack and Chrissy to like stay she says this line she's like please I'll do all the cooking for a month and he's like don't threaten us Janet which I found funny <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was funny.
0: And then they agreed to stay for the first little bit, and Janet – okay, this is where I feel like the miscommunication is happening here, because Janet's like, talk him up. Like, be really nice to him. I don't know if you can tell Chris he's, like, not the smartest. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely caught on to that. <laughs> Harry,
0: who is the manager, he enters, um, and he ends up being – I don't think he's good looking, but I guess you could say. right.
1: He's conventionally, yeah, good looking.
0: He's not the old man that they thought he would be. So Janet actually likes him and Chrissy's just like trying to be polite like Janet said and
1: she's flirting with him but like unintentionally. Right. She can't help it. She doesn't know what she's doing. She reminded me a lot of like Rose from Golden Girls where it's like she's so naive where you just have to like, yeah. That's
0: actually a good comparison. She's like a young rose.
1: Totally. Where you just like can't help but laugh at her for being like so naive.
0: Janet is now like trying – and this is another thing. Like she doesn't straight up say like, hey, I like this guy. Can you guys leave? She's like trying to like persuade them to leave. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. you would have much more fun like doing your other plans. Chrissy ends up going like to this beach party that she was supposed to and the guy, the manager, wants to go with Chrissy – Mm-hmm. And is essentially like, Janet, I'll give you this business if I get to go with Chrissy. Chrissy's like, great. Like, I, I helped her land the account. Yeah, job complete. At this point, Chrissy did nothing wrong, right?
1: No. Like, I I feel like, yeah, especially because it's obviously implied that she didn't realize what she was doing. So as long as she didn't realize, then she didn't do anything wrong. But if she did persuade him to go to this beach barbecue, like, purposely knowing that she wanted to, like, get with him over Janet, then then that would be not great. Yeah. But it seems like she's, yeah, innocent enough.
0: Chrissy comes home from the beach party and Janet is clearly upset. So they're fighting and like slamming doors. Right. And then the Ropers are like, oh, there's some like banging going on up there, which is like such an obvious joke. It was like too easy, you know? It goes to the
1: sexual innuendos. There's – yeah.
0: He he tells Mrs. Roper, he's like, you should just stay down here instead of going upstairs for the night. And she's like, I can't because of the paint fumes. And then Mm -hmm. he's like, why don't you stuff cotton up your nose? And she's like, then I'd
1: suffocate. And this <laughs> man looks to the camera. I know. He broke the fourth wall, didn't he? He did. I was like, is that a normal thing? Yeah. It
0: sometimes, but like you're going to break the fourth wall on a joke about your wife suffocating?
1: Right. I don't know. Yeah. It goes it's, back to uh, the 70s.
0: We assume that she goes up there. Um, and in between this, Jack sneaks out of his room to Janet's room. Well, it's Janet mm-hmm. and Chrissy's room. I don't know why they share a room.
1: Yeah. It's- I had questions about that as well. Well, I guess because it's a two-bedroom apartment.
0: Yeah. But like… but
1: the, Why did they invite Jack to live with them in the first place if they only had a two-bedroom apartment?
0: Great question. There was <laughs> another girl who lived with them and she got married and… Oh, okay. Gotcha. And left. And they, I guess… So they pay $300 a month between the three of them. Okay. For some reason, they needed a third roommate because they can't afford that.
1: Right. Maybe because Maybe the dollar then, that was too much.
0: Three hundred dollars in Santa <laughs> Monica? Or by the water? Yeah, no, okay, you're right. Yeah, it's a, I don't know. Like I feel like even this like this show is like forty years ago. I feel like inflation isn't even yeah, like that's that would, cheap. Right. That is it's really like,
1: like there's so I feel like there's so many shows where the rent prices just don't make sense to what where they're living, like Friends a New Girl and things like that.
0: Oh, my God. Friends is like the prime example. I appreciate how they acknowledged it in the finale, Right, where it's
1: like – well, didn't they – it's like Monica's aunt's rent control department or something. That was something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Jack sneaks into Janet's room and this is actually one of my favorite moments. I can't hide it. I ship Jack and Janet. (laughs) Okay. That's who I was going to (laughs) guess. Oh, really? Is that – did you – is it because you saw something there or you just – But it's just
1: that I don't see Jack and Chrissy, so I just assumed it would be – but And I think if anyone were to get together, it would make sense for Jack and Janet. It makes more sense for Jack and Janet to get together than Helen and Stanley.
0: I'm making a t-shirt. <laughs> Who've been t-shirt. together for decades. Making a teacher. <laughs> Thank you because um, even earlier in the episode, you see Jack like obviously like eyes bulging at Chrissy because she's wearing like this like tight mm-hmm. outfit and that happens a lot. But I feel like with Chrissy, it's like an obvious, oh, Jack is attracted to this woman because she's hot, you know? Yeah. Like
1: how can Um, you not be? Yeah.
0: Exactly. But with Janet, it's more like they have like a relationship, a bond, and it's something Mm. that develops throughout the show. So a lot of early like season one guests think that Chrissy and Jack end up together. Mm. because of that, like, obvious attraction he has to her. But I'm like, right. that's
1: boring. That's yeah, boring. it's a long game. You got to wait for the long game. Mm.
0: They have, like, a very intimate moment where they're, like, on her bed, which doesn't happen on this show. And he's like, Oh yeah, but even, like, even just, like, objectively looking at it, they look like – intimate. Like he's like Mm -hmm. his arms around her. She's like crying into his chest.
1: Right. She did seem a little hesitant about the fact that he was like coming into her room too. So I did wonder that.
0: I think she's battling with her own.
1: (laughs) own (laughs) She's like, wait, I want this, but I don't. What are you doing? Stop it. But maybe don't. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wait, stop. But come here. So they're, they're having their conversation. He's trying to get Janet to forgive Chrissy. And then Mrs. Roper comes upstairs. And this is when it gets like kind of chaotic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. That's a a good way to describe it. Yeah.
0: Chrissy's on the couch and she's like, oh, Mrs. Roper, I didn't know you were staying here. Can you stay in my room? Mrs. Roper is like, okay, so she opens the bedroom door and sees Jack and Janet on the couch or on the bed. Okay. I have a question here. (laughs) Do you think that Mrs. Roper knew it was Jack? Oh, good question. Or do you think she thought it was a stranger? Because I feel
1: I'm confused as to like what was happening there. And if she thinks that Jack is gay, would she not just think that they were talking? And his back was turned. So she could think that it was, it someone was else. A man. Did you remember what she said when she came out of the room? Or like she saw
0: well, her? she was like, Well, she was like, ugh. And then um, Chrissy's like, oh, I thought Jaden wanted to be alone. And she's like, well, she's not alone. Like, you know, and then that oh, – And then Chrissy's yeah. kind of like, oh, someone's in there with her. But Mrs. Roper says, I don't know his name. So I – she says that, which confused me. So I feel uh-huh. like – maybe she didn't realize it was Jack
1: and because she knew that Janet was spending the evening with a man that could she could just assume that it was that guy
0: true okay that yeah. that is okay that makes more sense
1: that makes more sense
0: she's like Ugh. and Chrissy is like oh my god so that's what was going on that's why Janet wanted me out of the room and she goes into the bedroom and sees Jack and Janet assumes that they're about to have sex or something Dang. because <laughs> She says, like, this is what goes on under my nose and behind my back. She's like, you're right. She is like a young rose. That's yeah, totally. Yeah. And Jack says, come over here and join us. And she's like, that is disgusting. <laughs> did you find this part funny?
1: I did find it funny. I did think that the it's one of those things where it's like, you can't help but find it entertaining, but you know in the back of your mind, like, all anyone needs to do is just have a conversation for all of this to be cleared up, but because no one chooses to communicate that it's just chaos. It is such chaos. So she,
0: like, assumes that they want to have a threesome with
1: her. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, it's so funny that she would assume that over just, like, let's talk about the situation at hand that we're all dealing with in this moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, like, I guess that's – I. It's just funny because she's like, oh, I, I guess Jack and Janet were, like, doing stuff behind my back. Yeah. That's one thing. And then, like, the come over here and join us. <laughs> it was kind of just, like, yeah, just, like, a whole other level. Right. So she runs away. She calls them deprived. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on here? Or do you feel like Janet is in the right or is, like, Chrissy in the right? I
1: think that – I think if we're going to go on the basis of like Chrissy just not understanding that what she did was not helpful to Janet or like didn't pick up on those cues that Janet wanted to like be with this guy and spend the night with him because when she came back, she was like, oh, I did my job. Like I did everything correct where I like talked you up and I did this and this. So I think I kind of have to be on Chrissy's side for this even though I feel – because it's almost Janet knowing – living with Chrissy, Janet should have known that she had to really just like lay it out for her to understand the situation. so
0: That's true. And you you just like got here and you you knew that Janet <laughs> didn't <should> know that.
1: <laughs> I'm like, you guys are roommates. You know Chrissy. I, we all know Chrissy after watching 10 minutes of this show.
0: I get why Janet was upset because I also mm-hmm. feel like it's a typical – and this is like a, a common theme throughout the show where like Janet is not as – attractive as Chrissy. You know, Mm -hmm. she doesn't have the same figure. She's not blonde. They really lean into those, like, blonde brunette stereotypes. Right. So I get if it was like, oh, once again, the guy likes Chrissy, and that's, like, kind of frustrating. But like you said, I feel like she should have just laid it out there.
1: I can see that. And I feel like – was that not an issue, like, outside of the show as well? Like, with Suzanne Summers, and that's, like, a whole thing, right? Where she kind of got more attention at, like – when the show was blowing up.
0: Yeah. So wait, do you know about the drama that happened behind – Like, I, I, kind I of. did some
1: research. So um, I did – I watched the e True Hollywood story on Three's Company yesterday.
0: Oh, my God. You did that just to prepare?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to know – well, I just – you, you know me. I, like, love pop culture. So I was like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Um, but it was very interesting to learn that there's like there was, like, a lot of drama around this show.
0: There was so much drama, which, okay, you know what? I would love your thoughts here. The E! True Hollywood story was pretty – I think it laid everything out, but for mm-hmm. listeners, we actually have not gotten into this because it doesn't mm-hmm. happen until season four. But to give listeners right. a little sneak peek, so Suzanne Summers became like the Farrah Fawcett of the show, mm-hmm. got all the attention, and I feel like there's like a few things like wrong here because she, first of all – demanded more money. Right. Rightfully so. I feel like we would all do that now. Yeah.
1: And I think she explained it to be like she wanted to get paid like a man. That's how she – that was her defense.
0: I am not knocking that. I completely understand. Back in the 70s, like different story though. And John Ritter is the main character. Like he is the main character. And their thing was like, okay, if you're asking for X amount, we have to give John – that much more, and then we have to give Joyce, like, equal. Mm-hmm. There's actually a whole, like, battle, like, within the fandom, like, fandom, like, this 40-year-old show. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Still, there, yeah. There, there are, like, Suzanne stands who, like, stand by her, and then there are other people who, like, don't necessarily agree because if she didn't if she didn't get paid, she just wouldn't show up to taping. And then that would cost like the production and that would cost – they had to learn two different scripts. And I feel like the way she went about it was kind of
1: selfish. Yeah. It does seem like that. But then she, I think her side of it, she explains that they kind of just like pushed her away or something. So then, yeah, I don't know. It seems like she's obviously like blaming them and they're blaming her. So it is – yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like she handled the situation in the best way.
0: She didn't handle it in the best way. Also, again, it was a different time, a different generation, and that is a constant theme in this podcast, how you have to take the show for what it is, a show that was produced in the 70s. Even now, people are bringing up friends, for an example,
1: and saying how there were no people of color and how that's problematic. You can watch the show kind of with that mindset though. So it's like if you know a show is from the 70s, you can watch it and like be a little bit more forgiving for those jokes and not be as upset about it. But I think it's like – When you watch a show and things like that are still happening, then that's where the frustrations come in. Like I watch Friends still all the time. It's like my favorite comfort show and I'm a lesbian. And like the amount of gay jokes that they have on this show where they are like so fearful that someone could perceive them as gay, it's so offensive, but it's like I still watch the show. Different time.
0: Exactly. Different time. You go through it with a different mindset. And that's the thing about like Suzanne's situation is like, Mm. yes, I'm all for a woman standing up for like... Her right to get paid and know her worth, but at the same time, it's like I don't think it was done in the right way, so right. neither yeah. here nor there. But yeah, you're right, there was a lot of drama that happened.
1: But yeah, the seriously, I'm excited for when you get into season four to listen to the podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I'm gonna have to bring you back, obviously. It's definitely, <laughs> I'll be here. Okay, so now. They're in the living room. Jack's trying to be like the referee here and be like, "Do you think that Chrissy ultimately was trying to like steal this man away from you?" And Janet was like, "No." <laughs> and then and then he's like, "Chrissy, do you think after everything Janet and I would even think of hooking up?" That was my favorite question, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy says no, but even Jack says he said that was the scary question cuz he knew Mm -hmm. I knew there was something there.
1: (laughs) And them even addressing that in general, I think it's just progression.
0: You are a writer on this show. Do you feel like it's a better show if the three of them are like platonic? Or do you think it's more interesting if there is a third wheel, like love interest down the line?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. I feel like – because how many seasons of the show were there? Eight. Eight. Okay. So like by season eight, with the way that the show was set up and the like repetitive kind of jokes based on their personality traits and things, I feel like there has to be some sort of progression throughout the seasons. I'm thinking like the nanny, for example.
0: So mm. like there was
1: always like the the nanny and then the guy, I forget what his name is. Mr. Sheffield. Like Mr. Mr. Sheffield. Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that was a great <laughs> impression. Um where, like, after a couple of seasons of them, like, kind of, you can tell they both like each other, but they don't do anything about it. Like, there needed to be something to happen like, something needed to happen for the show to stay good. So it was great that they ended up getting together, spoiler alert, in The Nanny. So I feel like in this show, it's pretty similar, where it's like, you can't do eight seasons of them just, like, playing this game without something happening. So I think something should happen. And I don't know if something happened. So now I have to watch the rest of the show.
0: Oh, my God, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel and I think this happens often with sitcoms. Well, one sitcom I'm thinking of specifically is I don't, Have you ever watched Who's the Boss with Tony no. Danza? Another one of my favorite shows. But I think mm-hmm. they do the same thing with The Nanny because I don't remember how many seasons there are. But I feel okay. like it's always like the second to last season they end up together, and the last se- season is them as a couple, and then they kind of just like you lose that same dynamic because I feel like a lot of the hook is like the will they won't they of these characters True. Like, you know like Ross and Rachel
1: yeah so it's like following. once it happens
0: yeah I think like Monica and Chandler obviously did it well and I think that's a rare
1: mm-hmm. instance
0: but I think a lot of it is like even like do you watch New Girl? Nick and Jess? yeah Yeah. so like Nick and Jess it's a lot of like will they won't they and then the minute they end up together you're kind of just like oh right you're well, like
1: now and then it's like yeah You do still get like the – a whole new set of storylines with something like that. But you're right. Like with with Monica and Chandler, that was done in such a great way where we like love them more because they got together, where that doesn't always happen with other characters.
0: Yeah, it's tough. If we could have five more seasons of Nick and Jess or Fred and Mr. Sheffield together, I would have loved that. But once your favorite characters finally get together, that's usually always saved for the end of the show. Right. It's like the happy ending. Wrapping up this episode, we had our fun misunderstanding, our little misunderstanding, and now they're all friends again. They're good. Mm -hmm. At the end of the episode, that like infamous tag scene after the commercial, you have Mrs. Roper and Mr. Roper back in their apartment. And this is so sad to me. She's like sitting on the couch with her like knees up to her chin and she's like, write me a love letter. And he just (laughs) says...
1: no (laughs) i know i feel so bad for her i'm like this poor woman all she wants especially because she was so emotional when seeing the letter in the beginning where she like couldn't believe she like had to call her friend and talk to her about it i was like this woman just needs like a hug and he's not giving her anything like this poor woman You know, is
0: that just what happens with older men? Like you just lose interest in your wife? That's so scary.
1: That is terrifying. I mean, in the (laughs) 70s it did. Now, like I said, people just get divorced. Now they're like, oh, I'm unhappy. I'm going to leave, which is good, especially for the woman.
0: Yeah. And it's also sad like back then being a woman and you're unhappy and like you don't have the power. Or the funds. Exactly. All those like sad like old people that just yeah. like stayed together unhappy because they divorce wasn't an option.
1: Yeah. And like the stigma around divorce too at that time. There's <sighs> yeah. just like no option. Yeah. Shout out to all those women.
0: Honestly, I hope that y'all are like finding peace somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was essentially the episode and it was a good time. Did you have a good time?
1: I had a great time. This was great. I actually went back and watched like last night I was like, I'm going to watch another episode of the show. So I watched like a random episode of season two because I was like, I want to know more about this dynamic. So I think I'm really going to like dive into the show now. So thank you for this.
0: Oh my God, Shannon. That makes me so happy. You're the first person that's like, (laughs) I actually enjoyed this. I'm like going to watch another one.
1: But I have questions for you. Kate, you're a fan of this show. You're a fan of Who's the Boss. How did you get into like older sitcoms? Because we're about the same age. My dad used to tape Three's Company on – VHS
0: and he would just let me sit there as a five-year-old and watch it over and over again. Thank God. So this is my comfort show and these characters are more than characters to me. They mean so much to me. And overall, I feel like I'm an old soul. I feel like, you know, I just love older
1: shows. I love older sitcoms. Who's the boss? Cheers, the nanny. And that's that's so interesting to learn. And I think – yeah, that makes sense that it's like rooted in nostalgia as well.
0: I don't have to ask you because after watching the E! True Hollywood story, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know it was – the show was like risque, not – Right, n- at that time, yeah. Watching it, are you like, I see it? Or are you like, this is nothing?
1: Well, obviously – like with today's eyes, it's nothing. It's like yeah. so clean compared to things that are on TV. Um But back in the day, I can see why people were upset because there was like churches that were like preaching about how you shouldn't watch this show and things. And I think also because probably for this time to have like a single man living with two women, that's probably not something that's very common, which makes me surprised that they pretended that he was gay because I feel like for two conservative people, that would be more of a red flag to like not rent a place to someone, right? You know what? You are the only person that has ever
0: brought that up, like ever. That's so funny. That hasn't been touched on. You are so right.
1: Yeah. I'd I'd be like, well, definitely not renting to a gay person in the 70s because that's, yeah, worse. Interesting.
0: Very interesting. And it is mostly Roper because like Mrs. Roper does eventually find out. Mm. That Jack's not getting – and she's like, I don't care. She yeah, honestly – By she's, then. she's happy for anyone that's having sex in the building, truly. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. She's like, please, does anyone do it anyone, for, so anyone. I can live vicariously.
0: I think I know your answer. But I, us- I always usually end the episode by asking, would you continue to watch? Like, does the show still hold up?
1: Yes. It definitely does. Well, I think – yeah, it does in some ways and it does in others. It kind of goes back to what I was saying about like watching something knowing that it was made in the time that it was made. So like a lot of the things – probably in this show, like wouldn't pass today. And, the uh, and I think like the humor doesn't hold up as much as it probably did at that time because like Chrissy being a dumb blonde and like things like that where you're like, okay, we've seen this and it's been done. But I think if you watch it knowing what it is and knowing that it's from the seventies, like, yeah, it's, it's a good show. I can see what it was very popular too. It was like the number one show. When it was on, right? Yes. You did your research. I did my research. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And it was very entertaining. Like it was easy to watch and I was like, yeah, and it's like 25 minutes. So then you're just like, okay, it's an easy bingeable show for sure. Before we wrap, who is your favorite character? Oh, good question. Okay. I think that Janet is my favorite character. And I think that's because I feel like she's like misunderstood. And like we said, she's like in the background, like she's kind of a – People pay so much attention to Chrissy because she's the hot blonde, but I think we got to like root for Janet more, you know? She deserves it. She's smart and nice and funny and all the things. So um, she needs more recognition.
0: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Janet is my favorite character as well. Also because growing up, I was like, she's she's the brunette one. It's just like automatically Mm -hmm. you're just like drawn to someone that like sort of looks like you.
1: Yeah. I'm also a brunette, so that makes sense.
0: And also because… When I'm a kid, I'm like, oh, her name starts with J. My name starts with J. That's just like how your mind works. It's funny how
1: easy that is, right?
0: (laughs) Shannon, thank you so, so much for coming on and taking the time to, oh my God, watch the whole E! True Hollywood story and also the
1: episode. It's very easy for me to do, so I'm happy to do it. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, I don't make people watch the E! True Hollywood story. I
0: didn't make her do that. She did that on her own.
1: (laughs) Well, I was like looking around. I was like, I'll read like about it online. And then I was like, wait, I wonder if there's like some sort of special on it. And YouTube, if you want to watch yourself, it's on YouTube. Anyone listening?
0: I try to watch it like every few years. (laughs) to like keep it fresh you know truly are like a pop culture fanatic I am it's like all I do
1: yeah and it's my job as well so it's like it, it really is just all consuming
0: I love it I love it well thank you again so much this was so much fun and thank you everyone else for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and be sure to tune in next week as we talk about
1: season two episode 17